praise God. I want to just talk to you uh, this morning for a few moments. I, I talked to you last Sunday on, on the topic of, 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 of uh, um, uh, the bondage of fear, the bondage of fear, how, how fear uh, paralyzed many of us and fear causes to, for us to uh, not to be able to um, fulfill our full potential that God has for us in our lives. Sometimes fear has a way of holding us back from really accomplishing the, the full purpose and destiny that God has for us. Uh, fear has a way of causing us to maybe we don't feel uh, smart, smart enough, we don't feel qualified enough, we don't feel like uh, sometimes we're gifted enough in certain areas, so we feel like we're, we're, we're underqualified for, or so on, and you know, maybe, maybe you've gone through a crisis in your life, maybe you've gone through a struggle in your personal life, you know, and so on, maybe going through a, 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 you know, a divorce or, or bankruptcy or, or a, you know, so on, and sometimes those things cause us to hold us back from really experiencing the full potential and the full purpose of God has for us. So, so what happens sometimes, that fear will cause us not to, um, to see what God has in store for us, and it causes that bondage of fear. And, and, and we talked about how, can, how for us to break up the bondage of fear in our life that, that really understand the full purpose that God has for us. And once we learn to discover that, and you know, that we learn to discover what God has in store in our life in each one of us, because I really believe there's a purpose for each all of us, and God has something for us in our life. But one of the main important things also that I want to talk to you this morning is on this topic about the bondage of sin. The bondage of sin. Um, you know, it, it's not a, sometimes when you talk about sin, it's not something that is so popular to talk about because, you know, we all kind of, we all messed up in life, and we all, you know, we're not perfect. You know, we, 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 we do the best we can. We thrive to be perfect. We thrive to be uh, to do the right thing in, in our life, but, you know, you live in a world that, that is so uh, messed up, and, and it causes, and it, it kind of causes us to, sometimes we make mistakes. We, we, we make mistakes, and it causes us to, to mess up. Uh, there's a story told about uh, for six months, for six months, a German farmer near, um, you know, he, he tried in vain to capture his runaway bull, uh, and the bull had escaped during the summer and hid in the, in the woods. Uh, he tempted to lasso the animal, but the bull would always flee into the woods. Uh, the farmer tried shooting the, 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 shooting the beast with a tranquilizer, but the darts proved ineffective on this, on this big bull. But, but where the farmer failed, uh, his neighbor, Warner, uh, uh, succeeded. Uh, Warner saw the black bull eating grain out of a bucket in his property and, and, and tried and failed to sneer the that cautious beast, but, but, but Werner had an idea for, for, for when the animal returns the next day, uh, Werner mixed more grain with a bottle of vodka. The day after, he soaked the grain in, in two more bottles of the spirit. Once liquor up, the escape bull was easy to capture. According to one news reporter, the bull was now being returned to his owner and would not be allowed out again. You know, so how did he capture that bull but, but putting alcohol on the grain and drunken that bull and he was not able to escape. Now, what works with the bull also works on the human beings in our lives. You know, and, and, uh, and, and I think that's one thing that we understand when we talk about sin in our life. It is so easy to fall into the trap of finding something we enjoy, especially something that is sinful. That, that, and, and going back 
to it again and again and again. And, and, and that's something that we as life, as Christian believers, as, as you know, we're, we're serving God and we're trying to serve the Lord and the things of God. Sometimes those sin in our life that, that, that hinder us from really going further in, in the things of God and fulfilling our, our full purpose in the things of God. And, and I want to share with you a few thoughts on that because this is something that we don't talk about too much in the church. We don't talk about, about, about sin. Uh, sin is a bondage. Sin is something that... Um, that affects all of us. No, nobody's perfect, and we're not here to, uh, you know, to point fingers and so on, and we're not here to condemn one another, but we're here to understand that there is, that there is breakthrough through the through help of the Holy Spirit, you know, through the help of God that we, can, that we can overcome struggles in our life that we've been dealing with, that things that maybe they're holding us back from really going forward with God because, because what happens sometimes, the devil the devil has a way of putting guilt on us and putting condemnation on us from, from our past and our past failures. Because at the end of the day, we all have something in our past. We all have something that, that we have dealt with. But, but we also remember that God has, we are a new creation in God. God, God has something beautiful in store for us as we move forward in his purpose, in his plan in our life. You know, so, so you have to remember that. As you're going forward with God and, and the devil reminds you of your past, just remind him of his future. You know what I mean? You know what? Because um, the, the devil's future is not looking bright. According to my Bible, he, he, he's, he, he's in big pro- he, he has big problems ahead of him coming up. And uh, so when the devil reminds you of your past, you, you remind him of his future because God, Jesus is going to take care of him, care of him one of these days, you know? And, and, and we have that purpose. So if you're a Christian, that means you have already had a time in your past when you repented of your sins and accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. You know, if we're Christians today, we, we've done that. We experienced repentance. We experienced salvation. Maybe at one time when you were a teenager or young or adult or whatever, at one time you maybe you, you came to the altar, or you maybe maybe in your home or maybe at grandma's house or whatever, you, you repented and you gave your heart to Jesus and you accepted the Lord, but... But you have yet to meet, a, yet have met a Christian who have never sinned again once they have made the decision to serve Christ. You know what? I've never met anybody who once they served Jesus, they were perfect from there on. You know what I mean? It doesn't happen. Because even, even Christian people, even church people fail. Even church people make mistakes. We all make mistakes. Wouldn't it be wonderful that now you're a Christian, that there's no temptations around you no more, there's no nothing around you. Man, life is wonderful, life is great. No, no. No, even as a Christian, we, we, we have temptations, we have struggles, we have pressure, we have stress, we have, I mean, we have it all. We face everything in our life. So that's something that we need to remember. And for some it has gone beyond an occasional sin and turns into a lifestyle of sin, possibly even returning to the person that you were before meeting Christ. It happens many times because if you, if, you, know, you come to Christ, you come to the Lord, you, you give your heart to Jesus, guess what? You, you give your heart to the Lord, but, but the flesh it still needs to get saved. Can I get an amen? Maybe your heart got saved. You give your heart to Jesus, but guess what? Your flesh is still struggling with the things of the world. You know, it, you, know you, have your, 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 you have the spirit, soul, and body in our lives. You know what I mean? The, the spirit wants to come into your life. You know, 
and your soul experienced miraculous, your soul experienced transformation, but guess what? Your body has not yet. So in other words, your body still has to catch up with your soul. You know what I mean? So, so there is a process in our life that we all have to deal with, that we struggle with as Christian believers. Even if you're serving God for five months or serving God for five years or 25 years, man, temptations and sin in our life is always there. And that's something that we need to recognize. First of all, we need to recognize that the root of sin. Let's talk about that for a moment. And, uh, and you know I'm going somewhere. I'm laying the foundation down. Recognizing that the root of sin, where, where the sin comes from. You know, are you just walking down the street, minding your own business, and, and the devil swoops in, in and, and puts some sin into your life? Well, there's no doubt about it. The devil can tempt us with that. The root problem of our sin is not, is not him, but it, ourselves. Ourselves. Sometimes we, we, it's us that can cause that struggle in our life. The devil's going to do what he's going to do. He, he, he has mastered it. He's a professional. He does what he needs to do. But sometimes we the ones who need to overcome that. And, and listen to me well this morning because I might be helping someone this morning. This is not might be the shouting message this morning. But, but we struggle with this point in our life. Because if we don't get a hold of it, even as Christian believers, guess what? We'll, we'll end up going back of what we came out of. You know, when the excitement is over and, and the shout is over. And, and now, you, you know, the, the emotional high is over. And now you're back on the grind, back in real life. Guess what? And when you fall into a time of discouragement that we talked about last, last week, that encouragement, that anxiety, guess what? The devil will come sneaking around the corner and try to tempt you back where you came out of. He, he's a master of that because he knows your weakness. He knows your struggles. He, he knows that if you, if you don't guard yourself, if you don't protect yourself, you're going to end up going back where you came from. You know, and, and now you now not only you are a, a, a person in sin, but now you are backslidden Christian now, because now you know God, you know about God, but now you're not, you now you have drifted away from God, and that's what the devil wants to do—that you don't fulfill your ultimate purpose that God has for you. So where does sin comes from? The Bible tells us this: but each person is tempted when he is lured, lured into enticed by his own desire. Then desires, when it has conceived, gives birth to sin, and sin, it was fully grown, brings forth death. Think about it for a moment. But each person is tempted when he is lured in and enticed by his own desire. You know what? That is so true because we can be enticed into something and lure, in other words, flatter and trap into it. And the devil specializes in doing that into our life. If we're not careful, we don't pay attention, we don't watch it, we'll end up going to those desires. And guess what? There's the desire, the desire of the flesh that comes upon us. Well, I heard people say, well, Pastor Carlos, I'm not sleeping around. I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not cheating on my wife, and I'm not doing all this stuff. You know what? I'm not doing that. But there's the lust of the flesh, and there's the, there's the lust of the eye. You know what? You might not be involved, but you eyes, your eyes might be involved. You know what? And you got to watch that because that's what the devil wants you to do. And, and what happens, little by little, what started small now becomes big. And the devil will entice you by, by little by little, by giving you little. You know, how you, you know how you become a diabetic? 
one sugar table, one sugar, one candy at a time. That's in my case, you know, and, and, and it does it slowly, gradually. It doesn't just happen overnight. And, and the devil specializes in that. Anybody know what I'm talking about this morning? He, he does that and, 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 and it gets you to the place until we realize that we are responsible for our own sin. We can never overcome it. You know what? In, in, in today's culture, we like to claim that, that we are victims of everything bad that happens to us. You know, we live in a society today that we blame everybody, that we blame everything going on in my life. is always somebody else's fault. Somebody else's fault. The, the reason I am like I am is because somebody's fault. The reason I do what I do is because it's somebody's fault. And the reason I did what I did is because, you know, I grew up in the wrong, on the wrong side of the tracks, Pastor. You know, I came from a real bad environment. I came from a bad home. I came from a dysfunctional lifestyle, a dysfunctional home. You know what? As a matter of fact, we all have come from a dysfunctional home. One, one way or another, you know what, we all come from problems. But that, that's not a free ticket to live your life, and, and you know what, in a certain way, because really, you know, we can blame everything that happens bad to us. And we have also seen this in the, in the modern church. Listen to me. In the modern church, we, we blame our sin in our upbringing, in our chemical imbalance, on our own friends and family. The list can go on and on. We, we blame everything, but, but, but no matter what our life circumstances might be, and for any, many they are, they have been hard. The root of sin always comes from our own desire. We are the ones who can break it. We are the ones who can stop it. We are the ones who can say, you know what? I had enough of this lifestyle. I had enough of running from God. I had enough of doing what I'm doing. And you determine in your heart and your mind that you're not going to do that. And you can become an overcomer. You can be a great husband. You can be a great father. You know, a, a, great, mo a great mother, a, a great wife. You know what? You, you can do all that. But you have to break that cycle. Listen to me. You got to break the cycle of that sin in your life because you guess what? Sin, it doesn't die when you die. Sin goes from generation to generation until somebody breaks the cycle. Somebody has to break that cycle in, in your home, in your life, and say, you know what? I'm not going to allow this in my life. I'm not going to allow this in my family. I don't want my children to experience what I've been through. I don't want my children to go through what I've been through. You, you break that cycle and, and thank God that through the help of the Holy Spirit and through the help of Jesus that we are a new creation. We can overcome. The old is gone. The new is coming. My friend, that's what we want to experience in our lives. The beauty of God, once we understand that and accept this, is true. We're ready to begin working and removing the sins from our life. Listen, I'm, I'm almost there. Hang in there. Now, I'm fully aware that if, that, that, that if God will forgive our sins, so when I'm talking about removing these sins, I'm talking about getting to the point when we stop committing them. You know, there's a point that you stop committing certain areas in your life. And you are grown. For instance, if the sin that has controlled me is continue lying, well, tell you what, I need, to, I need to ask God for forgiveness. The, the Bible says this, a knowledge 
I acknowledge my sin to you, and I did not cover my iniquity. I say, I will confess my transgressions to the Lord, and you forgive the iniquity of my sin. You know what? In other words, we need to confess to the Lord. Say, Lord, you know I have a lying problem, or I have a gossiping problem. You know what? I can go on and on, but I tell you what, we need to tell the Lord, Lord, I, I have a problem with this, you know? And we need to overcome that in our life because if not, if you don't get a hold of it now, guess what? It becomes more and more. You know, you give the devil an inch, he will take a mile. You know what? And you got to be careful with that. And, and God will forgive my sense of lying or whatever that be. But at some point, I need to stop doing it. Can I get an amen? It's quiet. I know, I know you lost an hour of sleep, but come on, hang with me for a moment. You know, you know what? We need to stop that because guess what? You know, you get to the point that, that, that how many, you know, if you watch that guy, oh, I don't want to get into it, but there was a guy, you, you maybe watch the news, um, I guess his name was Murdoch, that, that killed his wife and child, and he was a, a lawyer. He was a lawyer, and he was on the, on the, on the jury stand, and, you know, they, got, and he were, they were questioning him. He was so good at it that, that he started to believe his own lies. You know what? He started to believe what he was saying. Uh, and it happens many times in our life that we're not careful. You know, we don't confess to the Lord. Guess what? It will start affecting us and start affecting people around us in our life. And this is something that we need to get a hold of. If you're going to break that bond, those chains in your life, man, it starts with me. It starts with us. You know, not, you know, you point fingers, but it starts with us that we change. And when you start changing, guess what? It starts affecting all around your family, your home. You break that, that thing. And as we talk about repent and confess, man, that, that is something we do. The Bible tells us, that, tell us, repent, therefore, and turn back that your sins may be blotted out. Think about it. If you want to be free from the bondage of sin, you need to make a conscious decision to leave that sin behind. Wh whatever that might be. You know what? Whatever you, you're facing, whatever you're going in your life, man, you know what? You want to break that cycle. Um, there was a lady. And, and listen, this is not to pick on nobody. And, and I've not talked to nobody. I've been parking cars all week, okay? Um, this is what the Lord has laid in my heart all this week, you know? So... There was a lady there, you know, she, she got off the car, and her and her husband, and, and, and you know, I, I took care of them. And, and, and the men asked me a question. He said, did they sell alcohol in there? I said, sir, they don't sell alcohol in this, in this festival at all. This is a very family, family, friendly family event. There is no alcohol in this place. And the lady says, well, we won't be here very long then. And, 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 I say, and I say, well, I mean, yeah, they just don't sell alcohol. And I said, you drink? I said, ma'am, I've never drank in my life. And you know what came out of her lips? She said, well, you have saved yourself a lot of money. That's what just came out of her lips. You know, so she realized that it cost her, it have cost her money to live a lifestyle, you know, that she know it's wrong. And she realized it cost her a lot of money she, out of her lips. She told me that. So in other words, you know what? If you don't change it, the Bible says repent therefore and turn back, you know, and your sins will maybe blotted out, blotted out. In a way, in other words, forgiven. Turn away from that lifestyle. And, and, and I don't think that 
you're, you're in this alone. There's a lot of people. We have all sinned and fall short of the glory of God. We all have made mistakes. We all have messed up. We all, we're not perfect in, in our life. Trust me, none of us are perfect. The only perfect person that ever walked the planet is Jesus. We're all not perfect, but, but we strive to be perfect. We strive to be like, 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 like Jesus. We, we, we do our best to, to, to imitate and, and be like him. That's the final destination. And I know this is not popular preaching, but I, I want to preach it anyway because we need to break the bondages that is holding us back and experience freedom in our life. Man, the freedom that, that we all should have. Man, we need to set free in our life because we need to be taught and be preached that there's hope in Jesus in our life. Man, it's not always about shouting and all the, you know, the, the, I feel the glory and all this stuff. It's, it's not always about that because in reality in life, you experience all kinds of setbacks and struggles. All of us do in our life. But you know what? We trust Jesus to help us through that process. The Bible tells us this about, about confessing and, and overcoming. The Bible says remove Therefore, confess your sins to one another and pray for one another that you may be healed. The, the prayers of a righteous person have great power as it is working. Man, think about it for a moment. Man, we have that in our life, in our favor. Man, God is for us. Some, some read this passage and apply it to physical healing, but the emphasis is on healing from sin. Man, you know what? How many know that? If you came from a, a home, a broken home, and you know, you, you've seen the damage what sin can do uh, in the lives of broken people. I mean, if you came from an abusive home, if you came from a, an environment, man, you've seen what what that can do to to a family, to a home. I mean, I, I grew up in a you know as as a kid, you know, we're not perfect. My dad was not perfect. Uh, I mean, he had all kinds of struggles in his own life. You know, and, and affected affected many of my brothers and my in, in myself as a kid. We we saw that, you know, and, and you got to be careful because it does affect people's lives, affects people's lives, and we we want to 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 allow allow God to heal heal each one of us. And the next thing, real quickly, is this: remove temptation, man. We got we have to remove the temptations, and I want you to hear me because I'm almost done. Um, you know, remove the temptations. You know, if you don't want your child to play video games for 24-7, you have to take away that controller. You know what I mean? I mean, if, you, if, you, if your dog is overweight, hide the, the, the dog bowl from him. You know, don't give him too many treats. If your daughter is dating a loser, try to cut him out of your life, her life. You know, don't you date a loser. But for some reason, we don't usually do the same thing when we have an ongoing sin in our own lives. You know what I mean? We need to break those cycles in our own life. Because guess what? Even though it might look good on the outside, we can be falling apart on the inside. And this is so true. You know, you see people in lives and in, in, in churches uh, struggling. Man, they look good on the outside. You know, for example, you can take social media. Everything looks good on social media. Everything looks wonderful on social media. I mean, everybody put their everything best on social media. It looks wonderful. But, but, and, but in the real life, in the real world, man, you don't know what they've been through, what they're going through, what kind of messed up they got going on in their own life. 
You know what? And, and that's why sometimes what people, the world has to portray that, that mentality that everything's just fine. Did you realize that today's generation, they don't find their identity as, as we look our identity today in, in person. They find their identity or their acceptance through social media. It's, it's according to social media. That's my identity. You know, you know they find themselves, uh, uh, if social media approves of my life, that's who, I'm, who I am. And, and they have zero, zero touch with reality of what's happening in the real life of people. My friend, that's, that's happening a lot. And, and, and as we go further in this lifestyle that we're facing today, people are going to struggle because they're having a hard time to find their identity in, 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 in person because they, try, they find their identity in, in social media. You know, and, and that's a problem. That's a problem because we have to be careful. You, we have to remove those temptations. The Bible tells us this. He said, if your right eye costs you to sin, tear it out and, 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 and throw it away. It, it, for it's better that you lose one of your members than, than, than your whole body be thrown into hell. And if your right hand costs you to sin, cut it off and throw it away. For it's better that you lose one of your members than that your whole body into hell. Think about it. I mean, literally, we don't want to do that, but I'm telling you, I mean, that's how that radical it was. Like I said, listen, if, if, my sin, if my hand cost me the sin, I'm going to cut it off because I'd rather go to hell with no hand than go to hell completely. You know, and that's kind of that's pretty radical, you know, but, but, but sometimes we need to understand that if there's things in our life that tempt us, there's things in our life that, that is tempting us in our life, guess what? You got to get rid of it. You, you, you got to get rid of it. For, the, for, the, for Paul said it this way, he says, do not be deceived. Bad company ruins good morals. Man, that is so true. You hang around, you hang around with the wrong people, they will mess you up. I mean, you hang around the wrong, the wrong crowd, it will mess you up. Let me go a step further. You date the wrong guy, it will mess you up. You, you date the wrong girl, it will mess you up. I know it's quiet this morning, but I'm telling you, you know what? It, it, it happens. You, you got to be careful. And that's what the Bible said. Do not be deceived. Bad company ruins good morals. And that is so true. How, you, how they say it, a, a bad apple can ruin the whole batch. You know, you've never seen all the good apples making the bad apple good. No, it's your way around. It's all, you got to be careful. You got, you have to guard your heart. You got to guard yourself because what? The devil worked hard to destroy you. And my friend, at the end of the day, listen to me, at the end of the day, it's biblical stuff that I'm telling you about. You know, at the end of the day, it's spiritual things you need to realize. The devil's number one agenda is for you not to go further, that you don't prosper, that you will not be blessed. And if he can take you out through through the bondage of fear or the bondage of sin, he has fulfilled his purpose. And you got to guard yourself that you don't fall into the traps of the enemy. And that's what we're talking about this morning. Because if if you're not careful, you will be enticed into those things in your life. My friend, you put Jesus first in your life. And I'm talking about put Jesus first for a week. You put Jesus in your life 24-7 and trust in him. My friend, 
your life can change. You got to get rid of those things. You know, what, 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 what both Jesus and Paul are saying is that we need to remove temptation from our life. Get rid of things that you know are going to be a problem to you. There are, are many things that we may need to get rid of in order to avoid temptation and overcome sin. You know, and here are some examples. We need to get rid of things that trigger our sinful desires, such as, such as to pornography, uh, drugs, or alcohol. Get it out of your house so you are not tempted anymore. Because if you're not, listen, as long as it's available and you can get a hold of it, guess what? You, the devil will use that to entice you back little by little. You know, you make a little bit of progress, guess what? The devil's going to throw it at you and you're going to take two steps back. And you take one step forward with God and you take two steps back. And sooner or later, guess what? That, that craving, that desire is going to overcome you that you will fall into the trap. you got to guard your heart. you got to guard your spirit. you got to protect yourself because if not, it, it, it will never be a, that cycle will never be broken in your life and it will go from generation to generation until somebody breaks that cycle. Is it going to be easy? No. But with the help of the, of the Lord, you can overcome it. You can overcome it, and the scripture tells us to, to, to do that in, in, in our life. We need to overcome. You know, I'm subscribed from sources of temptation. You may need to call off, cut off sources of temptation, such as unfollowing social media accounts that, that promotes ungodly values or, or indulge in certain websites or, or blogs that entice you. You know what? You can click one thing, you'll end up somewhere else. You don't have to say amen. You don't have to say nothing. You know, just listen to what I'm saying. You know, because if you're not careful in today's society, you know what? The power of, of, of technology today, man, you can go anywhere, end up anywhere. You know what? Search anything. And, and, and if nobody's preaching about this, my friend, we got a problem. And we need to talk about it because we got to be, we got to guard our children. We got to guard our babies because you know what? The enemy wants to do everything in his power to come into to your home. And if you don't put a stop to it, my friend, it's, it's going to get a hold of y'all. It's going to get a hold of our children. And we got to do that. You know, change our routine. You, you may need to uh, modify our daily routine to avoid temptations, such as changing our, 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 you know, your route to avoid places or people that we know well to be stumbling blocks. Man, whew, my Lord, I know what. How many know, how many know that it, sometimes people can be a problem? You know? You know, and that's where you got to surround yourself with people of faith, people who, who love God. Now, I'm saying they're perfect, but, but they're all in the same boat with you, striving to do their best they can to be, to be a better husband, to be a, be a better father, to be, you know, a better son or a better friend. You know what? We, we thrive together. You know what? We all push each other. We all encourage each other. Yes, you know, because sometimes you got to change relationships and change friends. Because if you're not careful, man, you know what? Like I talked about earlier, be careful who you date as well. You know, if you're a young lady dating, dating for the first time or a young man dating somebody, you know what? Be sure you know them. Be sure, you know, you know because guess what? When you, once you give yourself emotionally, you know what? You're blinded. You know, they call it that uh, love is blind. Have you heard that before? Love is blind. 
And, and, and uh, because once, once they win your heart over, oh, but, but pastor, nobody understands him like I do. You know what? Uh, nobody see how good he is. You know, you know he, he cheats on her and he beats her and he's abusive and all this stuff. But, but, but he's, a good, he's a good person, pastor. You know what? I, I believe when we pray for him, he will give his heart to Jesus. You know what? You better make sure he gives his heart to Jesus before you date him. Oh, it's quiet in here. I'm moving on. You know, because you, you're going to save yourself a lot of headaches. A lot of headaches. Ultimately, what we need to get rid of is to avoid temptation. That's what I'm trying to say, and I'm wrapping this up. You know what? It, it will depend on our own individual struggles and needs. Everybody have different struggles and needs in here. You know what? Maybe the sermon doesn't apply to you. Maybe your life is great. You, didn't, you, you have a good life. Maybe I'm not talking to you at all. Maybe I'm talking to somebody watching online this week, later on, you know, that is struggling. Because we all have different struggles. We all have different temptations. We all have different, you know, uh, things that we're faced with. Nobody is the same. Nobody's the same, but man, the devil can do that. And my last thing is this, resist the devil. Man, there are two verses in the New Testament that really get to the heart of this. Man, that we need to understand. First of all, it's this. Be sober-minded. Be watchful. You know, your adversary, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion, seeking anyone to devour. Think about it. Be sober-minded. In other words, be alert. Be watchful. Man, you know what? We need to pay attention to what's going on around us. The devil is actively seeking out you out. Man, the devil is not resting. He, he wants to destroy your life. He wants to take you out. That's the plan of the devil is to, is to take you out. We all have watched the shows on television, you know, where, where you know, a lion is trying to attack a certain animal, you know, going after, you know, and he kind of lays on the grass waiting for the right moment and then attacks. You know what? That's exactly what the devil is doing. And just at the right moment, comes on to your, over you. And according to the Bible, the devil is that line. And you're that, that victim. You know, he spins every walking moment trying to get you out to fall. And, and, and the next verse talks about this. About this. It says, submit yourself, therefore, to God. Resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Think about it. We, we have to run from the devil. Because listen to you, my friends, my dear, my dear beloved, at the end of the day, it's a spiritual warfare. At the end of the day, it's a spiritual warfare. You know what? I know sometimes we get so consumed with media, technology, and the comforts of America, you know, but at the end of the day, it's a spiritual warfare. The devil's after your soul. There's only, it's heaven and hell, heaven and hell, good and evil. At the end of the day, and, and, and the devil wants to destroy you. That's, that's his purpose. That's his plan. The devil doesn't want you to hear messages like I'm talking to you about this morning. You know, he don't want you to hear what I'm telling you, that there is a way out from, from this. And you need to resist the devil. There was a story told about this jungle in, in, in Africa. They, they, were, they were having problems with, with little monkeys would come out of the woods and they would come in at, at, at nighttime and, and they would vandalize the village. I mean, they would destroy things. They would just eat their stuff. And, and, and they were trying to figure out how to capture. How can we capture all these little monkeys? How can we get to them? 
How can we capture all these monkeys? And, and they, brought, they brought in an expert in. You know, they brought in an expert. Experts say, I have a solution how to get rid of these monkeys. How are we going to capture all these little monkeys? You know what? Bring me some jars. And they brought some little jars, little bottles. And I said, put, put, some, put, some, put some candy inside those jars. You know what? And, and, and it was just a, a perfect size for the monkey to put his hand in those jars. And what they did, and next morning, they captured all the little monkeys with their hands stuck inside the jar. And they, and they find out that they were holding on to the candy bar. And when they, when they, when they closed their fist, they couldn't pull it out of the jar. And the jars were tied to a, to a, to a stake on the ground, obviously. And, and they were able to capture all those monkeys because they were holding on to that candy bar. If they would have only let go of the candy bar, they could have slipped your hand out. And, and that's what sometimes the devil does to us. He, he, will, he will entice you with something you like so much that you hold on to it. You know what, and, and if you can only learn to let go of it, man, you, you can experience the freedom that God has for you. And my friend, and that's in our lives sometimes. The devil wants you to be trapped and entice you to something, holding on to something, that if you only learn to let go, let go, you're going to experience the freedom that God has stored for you. And, and, and that's what life is all about. That's what life is all about. As we walk in this Christian life, in this Christian journey, ahead of us we need to learn to experience that you know i thought about also that little boy who went to the to the to a, to a, to a candy a candy machine and he had the same problem you know they, they couldn't get him out you know they called the fire department and he had his hand stuck in the in the candy machine and um and they couldn't get get his arm out of the candy machine finally his mom shows up and say little johnny little johnny let go of the candy bar and when he let go of the candy bar his hand came out he was holding to that candy bar. You know what? And that happens to many of us, right? We, we hold on to things, and, and we only learn to let go. Man, we can experience the liberty and freedom that God has for us. You know, it's not easy. The journey is not easy, but, I tell you, but it's possible. It is possible. And even though we stumble and fall, we get up again. We stumble and fall, we get up again. But eventually, one day, we're going to experience that breakthrough in our life that we're going to keep on going we're going to keep growing. We're going to keep developing. We're going to be experiencing great things for God. So this morning, you know what? We need to give it all to God. So I'm going to ask you to stand up for a moment this morning as we prepare to close. We want to ask the Lord to search our hearts this morning, to search our hearts. What, what happens when you submit your life to God? You know what? There's a lot of things that happen. The, the devil will still come and tempt you. The devil will still come and tempt you and, and do the best he can to, to destroy you. But you keep trusting God. You keep believing in God. You know, surrender to God. You know, surrender to God. Man, surrender to God. That's number one. You know what? Recognize the enemy tactics. Man, rem remember he wants to entice you with things in your life. Stand firm in, in our faith. Man, stand firm in your faith. Listen to me, church. Stay, stay firm. You've come too far to quit now. You've come too far. You have given too much to turn around. Stay faithful with God. Stay firm in your faith. Seek support from other believers. Man, get, 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 get connected. Surround yourself with people that help you, inspire you, and encourage you. Man, get together with people who will do that. Because if not, man, a man by himself will stumble. But people surrounding them will pick him up. And we need to, to, to do that and practice self-control. 
Man, we need to practice self-control in our life. There is so much in our life that we need to discipline ourselves with and, and trust God. And as we're wrapping up today, let us remember that sin is a universal problem. Listen, we're not pointing fingers. We're not condemning nobody. We just want you to know that sin is a universal problem. We all, we all have problems. We all face them. But, but there is a way of escape. There is a way of escape. That's through Jesus. It's through Jesus. You will never experience the fullness of freedom and the fullness to experience true liberty until we experience the goodness of Jesus in our hearts, in our life. I think that's the ultimate understanding of what I'm trying to, what I'm trying to preach this morning is that we all have it. We all have problems. We all have all come. But Jesus is, and it's through the power of God and the support of other believers, we can overcome sin and live the victorious life that God has called us to, to be. My friend, you know what? You, you have the potential and the ability to overcome it, and it's through Jesus. Man, it is through Jesus. I grew up at a home where my dad was, he drank all his life, you know. I remember one time I was trying to help my dad out, and I, I, got, a, I got in big trouble. He had, a, um, a, I guess, liquor. Back in the day, I was little. I was probably six, seven years old. And uh, I remember seeing my dad drinking. And it always, it always, it always broke my heart. And um, I remember one time I took, I took that vodka, that alcohol, and I poured it out of the sink, and I filled it with water. He came home drunk one night. And, of course, that was not a good night for me. I've seen what it can do. I've seen, I've seen what, can, what can do to a home, a family. You know what? And, um, somebody has to break that cycle. Somebody has to break that cycle. You know, and, um, and you pray that, that my next generation that comes after me, that they don't get involved in that, in that mess because somebody has to break that. You know, and it's through the power of the Holy Spirit because Demonic spirits don't die when you die. They jump to the next generation until somebody stops that and reverses the curse. You know what? There's so much that goes into the spiritual world that sometimes we don't see with a naked eye. But there's so much happening. You know what? Always remember that it's always it's a spiritual warfare that we're dealing with every day. Every day. It's a spiritual warfare. You know, we get, we get distracted with media and technology and the comforts of home. But at the end of the day, when you die, it's heaven or hell. There's no in between. It's heaven or hell. You know what? And we need to make that decision as, as when, we ha- when we're capable and able and change that in our lives. Father, in the name of Jesus, I ask you this morning, God, maybe those who are here this morning, those who might be watching online, God, but we thank you for your Holy Spirit. And Father, and I ask you this morning, God, maybe they're here this morning, some of them who say, Pastor, I just need prayer this morning. I need prayer to overcome the, maybe the temptations, the struggles. Lord, maybe I, I want to I wanna, I wanna be a, a better person, a better person. You know what? We all have struggles. We all have temptations. And might, some be big, some be small. But there's sin in the eyes of God. And Father, I pray right now, Lord, that 
uh, those who are hearing the sound of my voice, Father, they're, maybe they're struggling with something, or maybe, Lord, I pray in the name of Jesus, Father, that, that you would touch them by the power of the Holy Spirit. Lord, you say that if we confess our sins to you, Lord, you will forgive us. Lord, that if we come to you, Lord, you will turn it around. And Father, I pray right now, Lord, that you will touch every man, every woman, every child in this building. Lord, that we come to you, Lord, we confess our sins to you, God. We confess our mistakes, God, that you will make us new, Father. And I know the journey is not going to be easy, but you're with us to help us. And Father, we give you the praise and the glory for all that you've gone to do in our lives, Father. In the name of Jesus, Father. And I want to ask this morning right now, real quick. Maybe you, your heads by eyes closed. Say, Pastor, I just need prayer. I just need prayer this morning, God. I need encouragement. I need the power of the Holy Spirit. If that's you in a count of three, just lift your hand where you're at. Just one, two, three. Lift them up. I see those hands. I see those hands. You know what? Really, all of us, all of us need that, that encouragement, the struggle in our lives. So, you know what? We, we trust God and we ask Him to help us. So, I'm going to ask you real quickly, if you're able, able, just come get out of your seat. Come here in the front for a moment. Come on, I want to pray for you. We're going to close in prayer together. Come on, especially those who lift your hands up. Come on up. Come on up up here. You know what? We're, we're, we're in this boat together. We're in this boat together. We, we, we want to overcome and, and, and make it through this journey. And as you come, I want you to just, just, just close your eyes. Just thank the Lord for his blessings and his goodness and his prayer. Father. Lord, we pray for all these beautiful people who are here this morning, God. Lord, you, you know, you know the, the battles that is ahead of us, Father. You know the struggles that we face. Lord, you, you know that, you know, Father, that we're not perfect, Lord, and, we, and we're striving to be perfect, Lord, for you, Lord. Lord, even, even, even this morning coming to church, Father, maybe we had already had an argument. Maybe, maybe we had something bad already, Lord. But I pray, Lord, as we're here standing before you, God. Lord, make us whole. Make us new, Father. Renew our spirits. Renew our minds, Father. Renew our lives, Lord. Lord, transform us with your glory and your power. And Father, I pray right now, Father, those who lift up their hands, especially God. Lord, you know what they're facing. You know what they're going through. And I pray, Lord, for deliverance and a breakthrough in their lives, Father. And touch their homes, Lord. Protect them, Father. Protect their children, their their children this morning, God. Protect them from the evil one, God. I pray, Lord, for a for a breakthrough. Put a hedge of protection around their homes, their families. Father, we rebuke the spirits of, of evil from their minds, from their homes, from their spirit. And we thank you in the name of Jesus. Father, I, I pray for our loved ones, Lord, who might be struggling with alcohol or struggling with addictions or drugs. Father, Lord, Lord, there is a problem in our society today. Father, I pray, Lord, you will deliver them in the name of Jesus. Father, Lord, I pray against the spirit of anxiety, Lord, in the spirit of suicide, God, in the spirit of the Depression, Lord. I pray that you will break those bondages, Father. Lord, let homes break through and experience your power and your glory. In the name of Jesus, Father, you are greater, Lord. And we thank you for that, Father. Lord, we, we praise you. We thank you, Lord, for, for what you're going to do and for what you've done already. In the mighty name of Jesus' name, we pray. Amen.